Wow. And with that, I will do this. <laughs> do you listen to it in the background? What, right now? Yeah? Yeah, I hear it. Okay. Um... Thank you for that. And I, I want to start by reading a poem that I wrote yesterday after uh, finishing to listen to this album. Uh, for the first time in my life actually. And it says, I think you are crazy. You know I am too. You are not alone in this journey. Welcome to this side of the road. One which is a constant reminder of all that we've been through. May it be pain, suffering or joy. I've been there too. Um, it's very very hard for me to like find words after listening to you like talk to Adam in that way and uh, realizing uh, how much uh, this album brings that energy into your life and uh, yeah like everything that I had in my mind like was blown apart by what you said really but uh, what comes to mind now as a, as a question is um, Like yesterday you said that you went for a run and listened to the album and, and what was like what yeah. came up to you when you were doing that? <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a different one yesterday because yeah, I, I said I, I gave um or I had blood work done in the morning, so like my whole day was kind of thrown off. It was a little different and it was sunny out and um to be like running on our block after not having listened to this album in a while. Um, yeah, it was, it's so funny, this this first song, everything in its right place with the synth, um, sort of like organ sound, it's just like so fuzzy and warm. And yesterday it was warm outside and sunny and just, it was Friday, we we're getting ready to, you know, go down and see our friends. You were so understanding kind of in some way picking up on the vibe that like I wasn't you know really in the right headspace to maybe be you know sitting down and be you know present like we could do right now um and it just felt like yeah like I love this opening song of this album it just in a way it like whether things are going well or even poorly it feels like it's what it's supposed to be Um, this another experience I had listening to this. I remember hitting play as I um, as I flew off to Seattle back in 2016. I'd 
uh, gifted myself a um, plane ticket and sort of a vacation after I passed the CPA exam. And that's, it's just another memory I have, like kind of hitting play on the old iPod going out to Seattle by myself, um, which was another, um, which was a great experience. And Alice and I are actually going out to Seattle in a couple weeks. So um, yeah, there's just so many memories of this album, individual songs, but that opening song hitting play yesterday, going for a little run in the sun it was just kind of a beautiful experience. <laughs> so it seems like uh, it, it is like th that moment when you are about to press like the play button. It's like a, a moment on which something special starts. Yeah, a lot of times. And it like, again, it's like you could feel present and feel like you're almost living in like a mus music video of, of some sorts. But also, like, my mind is bouncing around to different points in my life. Um, yeah, so it's it's a powerful album. And, um, like, the, the last, I mean, the first time you listened to it was um, quite a long time ago. And I'm always interested, like, uh, how we evolve as we grow up and as our life changes and how like that uh, individual thread of our life goes through it and and like which is the aspect of yourself that uh, is connected to that thread that resonates with this album and that um, makes you go back to it even though you have changed as a human being as you uh, and what you like has changed and how you live life has changed yeah um i think if i'm understanding the question right i think there is an element of this album or just the whole thing really um hearing it as a 10 year old my older brother adam kind of showing me this and a couple other albums that that It was like attracting because it was so different and it still is so different um, from most things that you hear. But um, I think in a way it's kind of influenced me or supported me in some way that I am attracted to what's different. Um, whether mm. that's, you know, the individual in the room If, if there's nine people out of 10 that kind of seem the same as me, I'm kind of typically attracted to the one that's different um, mm. or, you know, profession, how I choose to spend my time or think about things and sort of maybe naturally some sort of contrarian to kind of push back. Um, and yeah, I think there's an element of this album that's like that. Um, in the band's kind of history um but yeah that first time hearing it yeah it's something that just resonated with me in the moment that i was just like i don't even know what he's singing about this sounds so different but i love it and i'm going to keep listening to it whether or not anyone at school likes it or you know like whatever <laughs> You know, like that, um, it was just, if, if anything, that turned me on more that like I would 
you know, going to school and be like, hey, you know, check this album out. And like, no one would get it, you know? You know, it's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm clearly of like a higher level than you guys. You know, like something silly like that. But um, I think there's an element of that that is just like, you got to find what resonates with you and trust that that's the right path for you. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's very interesting to listen that because um, like it's it's not something easy to to listen like the album is uh, very intense in a way and and full of like different things. <laughs> yeah. I I am like uh, thinking what was going through the mind of the people that created this and, and and like which is the creative process to end up like building something like this i am like very amazed by that and and i, I come back about the like the the answer that you gave to the question because i, I think that that is very important uh, like your your comfort in 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 what is different And what I know about you, like there was a part of your life where you were working like in this uh, corporate environment on which like you are forced in a way to be like the same yeah. <laughs> with other people. I, I, don't, I haven't been there, like I have yeah. uh, avoided that forcefully, <laughs> but I, I have like that idea in my mind and like how does... Uh, you trying to fit like with your spirit of like looking for different and different things and you trying to fit in this place where like they forced you to be the same how how did that turn up turn out <laughs> yeah i think yeah like my memory of that three-year experience is that like the first year i was super excited kind of drinking the kool-aid by the second year i started to get jaded and started to see that it's as simple as like when you look at the leaders and you're like a lot of these people i don't want to be like um and hmm. yeah just the the chain of uh, you work on different engagement teams and yeah it just didn't feel right <laughs> like um and i was incredibly lucky to have this place And to have this idea percolating and to have parents to support me to be like, you know, you have everything anyone could ever ask for. So it's time to, you know, take the chance. Um, yeah, as far as being in that space, it's like, you know, when you feel alive and you when you feel kind of dead uh, or like trapped or something, um, and that's how I was feeling, I'd, you know, I'd be on Saturdays waking up doing my routine and going into the office. And I don't know if you're familiar with Grand Central Station. It's like a big, like, um, like train station in, in like the heart of Manhattan. And I'd be kind of taking the subway there and I'd be seeing all these families kind of, you know, doing touristy things and just kind of enjoying their weekends or whatever. And I'd just be alone you know with my headphones on do, going to work 
in a workplace where no one else was doing, but I was putting in extra time. It was just like, like, what, what am I doing this for? I, you know, this doesn't speak to me and being here feels so good and feels so right. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a little scary, but it was just like this sort of life isn't for me and I need to follow my heart and kind of go where it feels right. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. And I like the, the sense that I had from the album also was like, like that, um, like some, someone being in a place where, oh no. That is me. Sorry, JP. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think it was me. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. No worries. Yeah, I I was uh, telling you that uh, for me the like the the whole building of of the album has like that uh, kind of energy of of someone like being in a in a place that is different from that what person feels correct and like trying to get out of that place in in a way so yeah and i i won't pretend like i know all the details but i having this being my favorite album and Radiohead being one of my favorite bands. I, Please enlighten us. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, have yeah. any idea about it. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, so um, they Radiohead got big in like the early nineties and they put out a really good sort of, I don't know if you want to call it like grunge alternative kind of like heavy guitars, um, two great albums. Um, I think it was like 94 and then 97 was, their big okay okay computer um album and they were being like touted as this great this is what you are sort of band and um tom york is the lead singer songwriter um johnny greenwood is kind of like the lead guitarist and they're kind of the two masterminds of the group and i think probably more tom york than anyone else in the band he was essentially rebelling against this sort of pigeonhole of like, like, yeah, this is what you are. You're, you know, kind of like the grunge band of the nineties. And I think he was just like, all right, like we're, we've reached this like climax or whatever. We're going to do something completely different. And yeah. So I think a lot of that energy is captured in this album um, to go in completely opposite direction from like what everyone's heaping praise, you know, on you for so that's a little history of my understanding of you know this time and space wow and and that is like what what defines like a masterpiece because like uh, putting all all their heart on on this and like 
keeping away the noise that comes from what people expect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, have you been able to like bring that into your life? Yeah, I'm trying to think if you, if you could put the whole oyster operation journey in that sort of space, maybe. Um, how, how is the oyster operation journey like part of the answer of that? Just in terms of like, um, like maybe you'd expect me, someone in my shoes to kind of follow and kind of do that more traditional <laughs> career path, mm. you know, business or, you know, lawyer or whatever, finance, whatever. Um, and maybe even more so that it was just like, all right, um, passed my CPA exam, got into this good accounting firm. It's just like, yep you would expect maybe to just continue down that sort of path. And um, I decided not to because <laughs> um, it just didn't feel right. Um, and, and what was the, the friction that was generated because of, of what I understand you were working in this firm and then you decided to start like the oyster farm so uh, what was the, the friction that was generated in your life in that moment on which you were deciding this and where did that friction come from? So I, I started to get into the oyster aquaculture stuff um, soon after we got this place in 2013, which was the same time period that I was studying accounting at Fordham University and kind of passing the CBA exam and starting work at PricewaterhouseCoopers. Um, so it was kind of going on simultaneously. So it was kind of like I was studying for accounting. This was kind of like what I needed to do to prove to myself that I could, you know, kind of turn my life around. So as I alluded to, 2011 was kind of my lowest point. Um, after Adam, Adam died, um, I'd come down um, my first day at Washington Lee University. It's a, it's a school out in Lexington, Virginia. And I had come down early for um, the preseason for, for the soccer team. And that morning we got a phone call um, telling us that Adam had passed away the night before. Um, so we went back and then, yeah, so the first year at WNL was kind of like this big party and kind of me trying to keep that away. Um, and then the second year, I, my grades, everything just really started to slip. I wasn't going to classes. And the third year I, um, I cheated on an exam and I got caught and they have an honor code at the school. That's basically like, if you get caught cheating on an exam, you're more or less expelled. They ask you to, you could either kind of fight the case or you could leave. Um, so I decided to leave, not fight the case because I had cheated. Um, and that was, that was the lowest point in my life. I was extremely um, embarrassed and ashamed, wasting my parents' money, just kind of my whole life seemed to be, you know, I was kind of like the good student, good soccer player, um, didn't get in a whole lot of trouble um, or 
any sort of serious trouble. And now my older brother is gone. I just royally fucked up. Um, and I essentially have to start from scratch. So that, that was kind of the start of me being like, all right, I throw in the, you know, my white towel. Um, I don't know what to do with my life. So I'm just going to follow in my dad's footsteps. So he, he had started in accounting and then just kind of, you know, took the, the business trajectory. So I was just like, fine, you know, I'll do that, you know, at least to get my bearing straight, at least to prove that, you know, I'm not, you know, completely lost right now. Um, so that's what I did. I worked my butt off for four years from like 2011 to 2015, got great grades, just focused, um, passed the CPA exam, got into the accounting firm that I wanted to. And yeah, it seemed like, it's like, all right, like you've made it now. Like you could either, you know, stay here or do any of the other business options, but at the same time, when I had, when I was at Fordham to like, I'd be taking breaks, you know, in the, in the, in the library and I'd start watching YouTube videos about aquaculture. And that was just really interesting to me. So um, just being here felt right. Following a passion felt right at the same time as like feeling like like I need to prove to myself, I need to prove to everyone else that, you know, I'm not a fuck up. So there's this like, maybe that was the friction of like, I need to prove something maybe for the wrong reasons. And this just naturally feels right. And I don't feel like I need to prove to anyone anything. I just want to pursue it for its own sake. Hmm. I think there's, there was some friction in that. Um, so, and those, it was interesting that those were going on at the same time. So like this oyster stuff was kind of like my gift to myself to just kind of like, okay, you know, give yourself a break and follow this passion, see where it goes sort of thing. And then this other more serious, like I had a serious, you know, driving, motivating, you know, force behind me to prove to myself, my parents, anyone else that may have been paying attention um, that, you know, I was going to steer the ship around and, you know, and yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. I think there was maybe some friction in there. <laughs> yeah. From, from what I, um, like how I interpret what you said, it's like there, there was a lot of, uh, something internal that was like the passion and something external that was like the um proving to the outside that you're worth and also proving to yourself but i i see that proving as something external because it's like external from your self in a way yeah so what comes to mind now as a question is like uh, what was there something that you can recognize as the um like tool or or something that helped you in the way or in the in the like putting the the internal part over the external like what helped you to follow your passion instead of like uh, giving a uh, please to the external voices because 
I, I see that as a, as a challenge that uh, we all go through in these moments and it's very, very hard to like shut out the external voice and follow what you feel from the inside. So what helped you in that process? Yeah, so um, part of my morning routine in New York, especially towards the end, um, I'd have my coffee and a lot of mornings I'd watch if you just like YouTube search motivational videos. I would watch a lot of motivational videos. Didn't have a girlfriend at the time. So even on the weekends, I would just watch a lot of YouTube. Um, and for all of his you know, flaws or whatever, uh, one of uh, the YouTube um, that stuck with me was uh, of Jeff Bezos um, speaking about this idea of like, if you project yourself out say on your deathbed, you know, like you're probably gonna, you know, regret the things that, you know, you didn't try or do. Um, and that idea coupled with this, this growing passion of like, all right, will I regret not taking this chance? That simple idea. And it, it felt so obvious to me. It was just like, you will absolutely regret if you don't give this a shot. Um, and at first, the idea was um, I was going to stay at PwC and I actually did transfer to the, the DC office and I was going to kind of come down here on the, on the weekends. Um, but it was like a four hour drive and I was doing that for a couple months. And I realized again, with the help of my parents, it was just like, you're never going to make this, this business successful if you kind of do it as a hobby um, hmm. working you know, Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday, spending so much time and energy on something you don't want to do. And then trying to get this thing started on the weekend. It's just, it, you're going to be failing at two things at once. So I think it was a realization that I needed to give all of my effort into the thing that I wanted to do. And again, I keep coming back to, you know, I had a conversation with my dad at, right here um, one <laughs> night um, sitting down, you know, drinking some whiskey. I think we, you know, we're smoking cigars and he just basically said, you know, I had a conversation with your mom. Um, if you want to do this, like we support you. So it was just like, it was like, yeah, you know, go for it. Um, so I think doing a lot of self-reflection and having the support was kind of, oh, over time, it became more and more obvious that I needed to do this. Mm. And what, what can you recognize like uh, that your father saw in, in the way that you were doing things that made uh, him uh, see that you following his own path was not mm. like uh, doing something like doing good to you because like you speak about that conversation that you had over the whiskeys and those cigars and like my heart is full of joy because he is like giving up that dream of the father of being his like seeing his son do what he did mm. and giving up that and like letting uh, his son follow his own path so uh, what can you like what comes to you in that realization 
yeah i'm i'm not convinced that like my dad did want me to follow in his footsteps you know um mm. if anything there may be some part of him that wishes he you know took more of a risk with his mm. own career and life um i think something maybe you said early on kind of made me think um so he was a big part of my soccer journey he would always take me to whatever games you know on the weekends and stuff and i think he knew just as well as anyone else in my life that if i was passionate about something like i was gonna absolutely become obsessed with it um so on some level i think he probably knew that i was gonna take it seriously um so i think that may may have helped him kind of you know, think that, you know, this isn't just like a half-assed thing. He's, he's probably going to, you know, go after it with everything he's got. Um, so that may have been part of it. And yeah, I think just my whole life, my parents have been really supportive of me. Um, yeah. So. I feel inspired by the the way that because it seems like this um like moving away from the mass where you were in when you were working in pwc and like going to your own path was built by a lot of uh, persistence and a lot of uh, self-love like uh, I mean, watching like the answer that you gave, like watching motivational videos in YouTube, I, I think it's amazing. Like I, I feel really inspired by that because it's uh, bringing uh, energy to your uh, deepest desires, like finding that inspiration in other people that have succeeded and using the tools that you have at hand for that, in this case, you do or whatever, it, it is very inspiring. So I, yeah, I, I feel really like inspired by, by your story. <laughs> Thank you, JP. <laughs> and, and the way that uh, it, it has gone like uh, through time also, like, um, What 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 would you say to 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 that Alex that is on like his lowest moment of his life after Adam has passed, and what would you say to him? Gosh. <laughs> um, it's gonna be all right. Um, return to the basics, I think. Um, I think going away to college, a lot of people lose themselves and they're trying to like kind of, you know, be try on different personalities and their surroundings are so different and then throw in losing a family member at that exact time. Um, I really got away from sort of my identity 
you know, my, and I think once I returned to Fordham, at least that structure of like, all right, like no more messing around um, and just, you know, pursue a goal is incredibly important to me. Um, so yeah, I, and that 2011 time period, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to say like, don't beat yourself up because <laughs> like, it was like a lot of that was helping fuel, you know, my kind of work ethic. Um, but maybe some level of just trust the process and know that it's going to turn out all right. Hmm. Yeah. And, and like speaking in terms of, of process, I like, I am, I, I have been like the last year, every time that I sit down to meditate, I'm like thinking about what I can do the next day so that I can like, take the most out of it and that is very exhausting and and you keep talking about what you do every morning and and how you you build up your day through that and and how important that routine is for your life and like it's i i don't want to talk like ask you about like the specifics of what you do but yeah. i'm very curious about the process by which you have uh, built that routine into something that makes you feel the way you feel and and how can you give advice for people to uh, have something like that in their lives yeah honestly i think in my life that's probably the most important thing <laughs> um mm. and i over time i've kind of added more and more to it until right now my morning routine is about an hour and a half to two hours. It's pretty long. Um, but yeah, I probably started doing like this very, very simple morning yoga routine in 2013. And I felt like that was some sort of inflection point um, hmm. me to kind of returning to being healthy. Um, 2011 and 2012, I was working hard in school, but I wasn't really taking care of my body. And then I at some point in 2013, I think it was the summer of 2013, I started doing yoga and um, working out every morning. And I just felt like so much more alive, like clear and confident and not so like scared and anxious. Um, and so, yeah, um, right now, um, every morning, Um, I'm actually driving. I wake up around five o'clock in the morning, take a swig of coffee, pack the car, um, drive here, which is about like 20 minutes away from our house. Um, I journal for a couple minutes. Um, you know, after I kind of like wake up and get settled here, I do yoga, the same, same AM yoga with Rodney Yee. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a 20 minute thing. Um, And it's, it's so light. It's so easy. It's just like, I get to just, I don't know, like check out a little bit. Um, and then I do this meditation thing that is just kind of like a, a combination of just mental exercises. It, in my mind, it's more of like a calibration. Um, right. And it's kind of, it's almost like a prayer that I say, um, I kind of 
go through um, different little things, pounding my chest and telling, you know, the mantras of the things that I feel, you know, you know, I am a badass, I am healthy, you know, you know, I'm courageous, disciplined, you know, those sort of things. Um, kind of telling myself, you know, reminding myself of my values, like what I want to strive towards of wisdom and health and self-worth um, and achievements and family and peace and happiness and the things that I will be doing that day um, that kind of reinforce my understanding that I'm actually in alignment with my values, what I'm grateful for. So there's a lot that goes on in a relatively 10 minute span of Allison always jokes. She's like, it's not meditating. <laughs> You're doing way too much thinking for meditation. And I was like, I, I just call it meditating, but I'm sitting there and I'm just, it's a form of like calibration, I think, um, to kind of reassure me that it's like, yep, you are doing the things that are right for you. So keep going. Um, Hmm. Then I run two miles, I do like a total gym workout, and then I eat a big breakfast. And then after all that, I feel grounded enough that I'm like, okay, whatever the day has to throw at me, I feel like I could, you know, weather the storm. Um, and there's a lot that comes with oyster farming, um, weather and all sorts of stuff. And just, you know, it, it's still being new. Um, it could be tough, but I feel that's like the foundation. I'm always like thinking about, you know, especially some days on the weekends or whatever. Um, it's like, ah, like, do I really want to do it? And I think of like the analogy of like a home or, you know, a big corporate building, how much time is spent laying the foundation and how important that is. And I feel like that, that analogy applies to at least my days. Sometimes, you know, if I don't do my morning routine, I feel like I could have like a cool sort of like morning and I'm, you know, everything's kind of like, you know, like chill or whatever, but then by the afternoon or that night, my brain's going haywire and I'm, I'm getting that self doubt and anxiousness. And it's just, it's the worst feeling. It's like, um, so having gone through that and a lot of that reminds me of my time at WNL of just kind of, if anything, I felt like not doing my routine. I'm like this kind of go with the flow sort of version of myself that I don't feel like is the real version of myself. Um, and I feel like if anything, that's sort of like trying to go with the crowd of like, you know, you know, just be cool with everything. And um, I think it doesn't feel natural to me. Um, I, I like the structure and I like working hard and I like pursuing goals um, and striving to be the best version of myself in the way I perceive it at least. Um, and so, yeah, that, that morning routine kind of helps me get my head on straight. So it's really important to me. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I like in, in this path of, of, trying to build that in my own life. I, I, I completely resonate with what you say about uh, sometimes like giving space of like going with the flow and, and what that brings. And, and I, I don't feel like as result as you are with that because it's, 
uh, a journey that I, I think each one of us needs to walk so that uh, we can find our best version of that routine because uh, sometimes I have seen like the morning routine of another person and I feel very anxious because I'm, I'm thinking like oh I should be doing this or I should be doing that and I'm not like um, helping myself enough and like there is so many things that you could do that are like beneficial for the body or for the mind and at least for me like finding the best ones or the ones that fit is a, a huge challenge and and I don't know when you when you speak about it like the fact that you say that this 20 minute yoga routine from this guy that you have been doing like <laughs> so a lot of huh? It's so ridiculous, but and yeah. You, but you are like doing the same routine since a long time? Yeah. Yeah, there's, and again, I keep bringing up these, I, I keep bringing up these controversial, uh, for lack of a better term, um, figures, but I think of like folks, like uh, folks, um, like Steve Jobs or like, like Mark Zuckerberg that like wear the same outfit yeah. And even, I'll even do that. And I, having gone through Catholic school, my pretty much my whole life, elementary and high school, there's something to be said for doing the same thing and like removing even any sort of energy required to pick out an outfit or to think of like, what sort of like exercise am I going to do this morning? And it's just like, no, that's just autopilot. You've done it a million times. You can trust it. And then the rest of the day, there's a million variables that come. So it's just like, it's a way for me at least to be like, this is in your control. There's going to be so many things for the next, you know, 12 hours of today that's going to be thrown at you, emails and questions and weather and, and all these things um, that you have zero control over. So for the first hour and a half, this is your time and you can control this. And then that will give you some stability to weather whatever you got coming up. Um, but so that that process brings you a, a sense of being grounded. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, big time. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that is something also that I, I feel inspired by because I, I I spend like a lot of energy like finding better ways and as I tell you like I am always thinking like at what time should I eat so that I have more time in this and blah 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 and it um, like that. I think that is one of the biggest challenges right now, like uh, filtering the information and being able to like build my life around the information that I filter. And I, I don't feel uh, even close to like being in peace with that. So I, I appreciate what you say because it's like about filtering the noise and like just being consistent. Yeah. And let that speak for itself. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to um, an audiobook recently. Um, and I feel like it's come up a couple times in different books. 
um, related to like four hours of working. Um, and like this idea being that like, like we want to be so efficient and, you know, make more time to, you know, make progress in whatever fields or, you know, that we're in. But um, there's a lot of research that supports this idea of like four to five, maybe six hours is kind of the, the most you could contribute, like make progress in your mind and your work every day. But that's a lot <laughs> if you make it every day, if you keep pushing it. Um, mm. So that's another kind of idea that is with me is that it's like you take care of your 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 mind, your body, your well-being so that you can work a good four to five to six hours every day. And then I'm happy with with that. Um, I could, you know, sleep well at night, you know, um, because, yeah, I've, I've gone through. I still go through phases where I'm like, OK, maybe I'm going to not run the two miles today. I'll just do a little sprint. And that way I'll have like, you know, 20 extra, you know, minutes or whatever like that. Um, and I find time after time that it's just like this routine works for me um, and I feel you know, grounded and ready to, to be the best version of myself. Um, and a lot of times those shortcuts, um, yeah, aren't worth it. So, so you have gone through like those days on which you decide not to run the two miles and, yeah. <laughs> and how, how have you done it? Because for example, I, I know completely that if I don't eat in the night, I, I'm much better in everything, but I keep doing it. And then the next day I feel like shit and I say, okay, I don't know how to do this. And I remember when I was like drinking a lot, I used to have these horrible hangovers, but the fun that I had the last night was worth it. So I, I was like always uh, like playing these games in my mind and I still do. So how, how, How did you like bring that understanding into your life and how could you transform it into something practical? I'm really yeah. interested about that. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> this idea, and like I remember thinking this way um, at PwC too, it's like, I'd rather be a half, hour, a half hour late to work and bring the best version of myself, the quote unquote 100% version of myself for say seven and a half hours of workday, whatever it is, then being on time. And this is just my example, you know, because like I'm I always feel like stressed for time in the morning Then being on time and being, say, 60% of myself for an extra for the seven and a half plus half hour, you know, example. So this idea of like, just take your time and like do the things that you feel brings the best version of yourself you don't need to just be like present physically present you need to be your best version of yourself so um yeah i'm a big believer in getting to that space <laughs> for me at least mm. Hmm. yeah i actually today i published like my my personal website and on we on, on that one i 
I, I created it without like really knowing where I was going to and I, I realized that a big part of what I want to build there is related to the habits that uh, built built who we are because uh, at this moment we are like the consequence of everything that has happened like in our life so like in this conversation we could talk about uh, I don't know your brother or whatever went in your life but the the fact that you tell me that uh, this is the way that you structure like your life so that you can bring the most out out of yourself speaks about uh, how you have um, like transformed all your experiences into bringing your best self into life and yeah. and uh, yeah I, I feel inspired by the way that you you talk about that uh, bringing the best self because it's like a, a process on which uh, you consciously uh, decide how you go how you are going to show up and and what you are going to share with the people uh, that you engage with. Yeah, and I think, yeah, um, I just read a, a book uh, called The Power of Regret by Daniel Pink. Um, mm. And I think this idea um, is relevant to that. And yeah, I think so much of my kind of focus on doing the routine is influenced by th that low point in my life at WNL when I was just kind of like, you know, going with the flow and kind of, you know, you know, not having that structure, not getting to that best version of myself. Um, just kind of like, like, yeah, you know, you only live once, you know, party and, you know, whatever. Um, and like, I know the feeling that, that I feel when I'm in that space, there's, there's highs and there's lows and for me, it's just not worth it. Um, mm. I feel, I feel good, <laughs> you know, I feel a lot better doing what I'm doing now than that. Um, and it's funny too. It's like, I, part of my meditation calibration thing is like, um, like seeking wisdom. And it's just like in my heart and in, in my mind, in my eyes. Um, and in my heart, it's like, by doing this routine, I, I'm putting out the right, you know, vibes and wavelengths to attract the right people and things into my life. Um, and I believe that wholeheartedly, you know, it's like, I believe that following whatever was inside me to come here brought me closer to Allison, you know, um, is, you know, living in New York city and not, really dating anyone and being lost and being like, you know, I'm never going to find a partner and then following my heart and then finding, um, you know, my partner within months, a lot of things in my life have shown me that if you listen to your heart and you kind of trust the process, like you're attracting the right things into your life as opposed to trying to, I don't know, follow something, whether it's like, you know, the accounting career or whatever, trying to like chase after something. 
um, is not the right way to go. Um, and and what what helped you to understand how to listen to your heart? I think just by like trial and error. <laughs> like, um, mm -hmm. I, I think again that summer of 2013 when I started to do yoga and working out, I just felt a whole lot more confidence, um, and it just felt right. Um, and it was just like, all right, let's experiment a little bit. These these days are going well. It almost like another great book flow like the flow state um it feels like i'm almost in the flow state um compared to days where i'm not doing this and there's highs and there's lows and it just feels uncertain and it's just you know kind of anxious energy and it's just like it doesn't feel right um and yeah to to do the whole universe thing it's like it feels like the universe is conspiring to help me when i'm in this state of mind And it feels like the universe is kind of, again, maybe even conspiring to help me by showing me you're on the wrong wavelength when you're not in this state of mind, this best version of yourself. Um, to be like, these bad things are happening to show you that you're not on the right path. So it's kind of that, for me at least, it's been kind of, experiential i've um i even think about i went to a fish festival in the summer of 2015 and that was that was another phase of my life where for whatever reason i stopped stopped working out in the morning i think i'd hurt my ankle and then i started kind of i think i had this fling with this girl for a little bit and um i was like oh yeah people like me more when i'm not in this like serious state of mind so i'm just going to do that i you know i'd already gone into pwc it was like i did like one year of my master's course at fordham um and i'm like yeah just kind of chill out a little bit and so i went to this fish festival with some of my friends and there was a whole big group of people i didn't know and i wasn't doing anything to ground myself in the morning and I was around all these people I didn't know. And I just like took a lot of edibles and it just, I just got really messed up to the point where even concerts I take so seriously because I get so much out of them. And now it's just like, I'll, whenever we travel around, like my, now my good friends, they laugh at me, you know, but they're, they're great, but I'll bring my total gym in the back of my truck just so that I could, do my full routine, you know, like if there's like a gym in the hotel or wherever, you know, that's great. But if not, if we're even out in a field, I'll like, you know, set up my total gym. because it's like, I know I'm going to get so much more out of this day that I'm, I've been looking forward to that we've spent money on that. I want to, you know, you know, have just a great experience. And I feel like I get there and I track the right things by doing my routine. So it's, Yeah, I can't say enough about my routine, but yeah. Yeah, I I'm very very interested on 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 this topic. I think it's uh, it's something that uh, like 
the life of so many people could be better if if they had something like this you know and it doesn't need to be like one hour and a half because it exactly. can start yeah. like with something that gives like a little uh, structure to the day and yeah. and and like this aspect of ritual that uh, our society has lost a lot has lost in the in the spirit of of yeah it's better not to be so rough with ourselves and 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 that leaves uh, aside like the understanding of how these rituals connects us with uh, with something bigger than ourselves and uh, and and how it end, ends up like a compounding in the long term and um, I, I also um, yeah when, when I listen to you I'm, I feel like a little bit anxious because I like I have not been able to like ground myself into a particular practice and it has been like a, a very intense process of like I am the one right now that is giving himself the space to uh, explore and realize like, okay, this is not helping me and this is not being good. But I, I think it's like the path that I need to walk and it's okay. Yeah. But yeah. I like, it's amazing that uh, you are at the point where you are at and like, if I had my hat, I would do this. <laughs> Yeah, and we have official um, term, me and Allison, or it's mostly me, I call it pancake brain on days when I just say, you know, I'm not doing my routine. It's often the same day that Allison makes pancakes and there is something beautiful to just kind of just chill, just give the whole body like a detox day for me at least, but, um, but yeah, so. Pancake days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Saturdays are like that for me also. My partner now is cooking like breakfast and it, it will be something like that. I, I want to like um, go go back a little bit to how you started like presenting the, the album and talking to your brother and... Um, like what what was the look in his face that you pictured when you were talking <laughs> so he had like a really big smile he had like a just a he had a big head and a big smile um yeah i think just seeing a big smile and a big a big hug yeah mm. it's in incredible like the consequence that that small moment had in your own life like the the day when he came back from the from the record store with this album like how how much impact it had in your life yeah i i told you that i i have an older brother also and um He's coming to where I live uh, on Tuesday and I will 
tell him about you and I will play this album with like the spirit of actually I'm going to like uh, share with him the playlist that I told you I will create and yeah. I I will start with that it will be very nice that's awesome yeah and I like a, a part of me right now it's like um kind of blaming myself for not having better skills for like uh, bringing more out of you, like having, asking better questions or like uh, doing something different from what is going on now. And I want to like honor that and um, accept it as part of what is going on right now. and. I I want to like express my my gratitude to you to like be here uh, to explore I I know that as like the, the same thing as as your what you spoke with me uh, about following the passion like this this project and this idea for me it's also my passion and and I, I want to get better at it and I can only do it through like experiencing and and having these kinds of conversations so I I I really appreciate that that you are here. I really appreciate your your story and the parts of it that you shared with me today. Uh, I I feel very inspired by by your passion, by your uh, groundness, by your understanding of your better self. Um, and I I stay a lot with that 